cannot do that to my chicken. <laughs> How about oh. that cigar? How about that cigar? Guys, welcome to the show. It is episode number 97 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and after the fact on the audio podcast. Take just a minute, share us out on Facebook, share us out on YouTube. And if you're listening on the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening to us while you drive down the road or work out whatever it is you do while you listen to your audio podcast. We appreciate that. Take also just a minute on the podcast platform that you listen on. Give us a quick rating. We really appreciate that. It uh, definitely helps us expand our reach a little bit so we can get the message out there about premium cigars. And if you are working out right now, I just want to <laughs> let you know you are better than me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are better. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. Applaud. I, I worked out once. I did too. It wasn't for me. <laughs> just once. Yeah. So, guys, as always, live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and let's talk once again about the Drew Estate Liga Pravada Bauhaus. The basic tenet of Bauhaus architecture is that every object must have a purpose in the design. Oh, I just breathed Sorry. in a lung full of carrot cigar smoke. <laughs> the new Liga Pravada Bauhaus Short Robusto pays the extra attention to leaf placement within the cigar, intentionally designed to take our European aficionados through a newly curated experience. The Bauhaus is a 114 millimeter by 50 short Robusto wrapped in a rich, earthy Connecticut broadleaf kappa, includes a bold Brazilian binder, and is completed using filler tobaccos from Honduras and Nicaragua. The Liga Pravada Unico Seri Bauhaus is packaged in an elegant gold embossed 12-count box. The Liga Pravada Unico Seri Bauhaus, now available at EU retailers through Drew Estates European Distributors. For more info... Please visit DrewEstate.com. So that was a first. We're in the middle of the opening read, and, and Garrett had just lit up his cigar, and I just took a lung full of uh, foot smoke. Well, there is a foot smoke on this cigar. <laughs> no, this is, this is going to be a good show, guys. We're yeah. really excited for tonight. So before we bring on our special guest, we want to uh, just – I mean, we had, a, we had a special show a couple days ago, but um, – we talked a little bit, you know, before the fact about the Super Bowl and that game happened yesterday. You might have seen it on TV. Yeah. There was a little game called the uh, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so I was expecting Tampa Bay to win, but I didn't expect that. Mm-mm. I did not expect an absolute hammering. It was pretty. Uh, yeah. It was, Wait, you know, <laughs> that was that was that was I mean. Tampa Bay's defense absolutely destroyed the Kansas City Chiefs. What, what what is arguably the top two offenses in the league? Green Bay and and Kansas City, I would I would argue, are the top two defenses in the league or offenses in the league rather. Now, I will say that had Kansas City had their stu their two stud tackles. It could have been a different game. It could have. It could have because Patrick Mahomes was running for his life the whole no game. No time. It yeah. looked like a Vikings offensive line. <laughs> it really yeah, it did. did. It did. Um, and uh, you know, so I, you know, I picked Kansas City, um, and I don't know why. You well, know, I don't blame you. They were. They're damn good, but they were they were favored by by most of the you know by most of the make the odds makers they were favored by f- three three and a half. You points. look at Tom Brady. That's why I couldn't 
who is 70% when he gets to the Super Bowl. Yeah. To even have a statistic like that, like I'm 70% when I get to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. That's that's legendary. And I've seen comments from people who are like, Tom Brady is garbage or Tom, you know, and not too many, but just on one thread. And this guy was like, you know, uh, he just wins because the league is in love with him. Really? The the refs somehow make him throw for over 200 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions? Come on. Garrett, where do you park your lowrider? Bro, and the... <laughs> My body, oh, bro. Oh, man. Come at So, me. yeah, it was a good game, and I'm looking forward to, now that the NFL season's over, a uh, little more hockey. I'm definitely looking forward to baseball, which is, I mean, yeah, pitchers and catchers report soon, actually, for a lot of teams. So And we're commercials close. sucked this year. There oh, the a, Super Bowl commercials? Yeah. I didn't really pay attention to the commercials. There was a couple that were good, but the commercials were super subpar. I did like the... Uh, uh, with Cheetos. the with, with the Cheetos one with Shaggy, that was pretty solid. That was good, yeah. and um, and then the the uh, face sweater. I don't even know who that's for. The face sweater, the the sweater, and the, like. Oh, that them. was uh, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Yeah, but what's it for? Uh I, the product they were advertising. Yeah. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the problem, isn't it? You I, you remember the commercial. You don't remember what the hell the product was. And that's what Saturday Night Live did a spoof on that. Yeah. Um. Or they made like this super like. I don't. Know, yeah, it's funny. Go check it out. Yeah. So as always, uh, viewers and listeners, uh, while we're watching tonight, let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking along with us in the comments and. Uh, Let's bring on our special guest of the mm-hmm. evening. And as always, guys, special guests on How About That Cigar Live are brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American... President and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info, Please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mm-mm-mm. if you would please, without further ado, put your hands together. Welcome to How About That Cigar Live, episode 97, Henderson Ventura. Brother, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, very glad to be on your show. Uh, first time, glad to meet you. Uh, thank you for the invitation to the show. Um, so... Yeah, and you We're are here. coming to us from San Diego, Santiago? Yeah, Santiago, Dominican Republic. So the DR, what's the temperature there? Right now it's around 20, 19, 19 so, Celsius. That's about, yeah. I will say, uh, about, uh, about 70, 60, 65. 67, 68, yeah. yeah. So right that's now. Cold. That's cold for us. Yeah, that is cold for you. So, so <laughs> get, 
get this, bro. Right now, where Garrett and I are sitting, I mean, we're sitting in my heated studio right now, but right outside the door, it is uh, minus six Fahrenheit. <laughs> Fahrenheit. <laughs> minus six. Yeah, it's it's brutal. I never yep, experienced it is, that. It is not the, nice. You don't want, you don't want to experience it. It's not no. worth it. No. The lowest that I ever experienced it was like a twenty three Fahrenheit. Yeah. yeah, that's we'd be wearing shorts and shorts yeah. and t shirts if it was that warm. Yeah, we were <laughs> hardcore. Uh, dude, so I got a, a package from um, a mutual friend of ours. Yep. of your cigars and some swag. And I got to say that this hat is like my favorite hat of all the hats that we've ever received. Swag is legit. Dude, it is so good. Like the artwork on this thing, the flat bill, it fits me perfectly. And I'm ready to just cholo out in this thing. Bro. <laughs> it's so good. Do you know the do, do you know that is is like not really my style of the hat that I use, but when I was designing that hat, um, I was like, nah, like uh, well, let, let me create something like a, a the the match we every line that we have. But by that time, we just have a three lines out in the portfolio. So it was the explorer, the navigator, and the conquer. So it's like a red, blue, black. So. I was like, uh, let's let's design something that that like identify each line. So that's why we created the design and the side of the of the logo. So so every hat is different. Yeah, it's dope. I love it. Yeah. So so right now, um, Garrett and I just fired up these beautiful bad boys. And you got that too. So tell us about uh, tell us about, and and not only tell us about what we're smoking, but if you're uh, if you're drinking a little something along with us, tell us what you got there too. So right now I'm, I'm drinking Italian wine uh, that have a lot of body. You know, Italian wine they they knows to have like a little higher percentages of alcohol. So uh, it's a wine that have a lot of body. And I think it's perfect to match uh, and, and to uh, pair with that cigar because that cigar I have a lot of body also, a lot of flavor. Uh, I will say it's medium plus in the strength of medium to full, uh, but full flavor. So I think it's, it's matched perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so. And uh, this is called the Royal Return. Or is yeah, this the- one called... The Royal Return, yeah. The Royal Return, and, and that specific cigar, we call it the King's Gold. King's so Gold, the Royal, yeah. the Royal Return is like one line that come with two different blends. Okay. So uh, one is the Quisper, that is a Connecticut Cadern wrapper. Uh, and then the King's Gold is a Maduro uh, Connecticut brown leaf. And both of the blends are totally different, so... And how many vitolas in in each? So on the Queen's Pearl, we have three vitolas: Corona, Robusto, and Toro. And uh, King's Gold, we have just Robusto, Robusto and Toro. But okay. this year, in some point this year, we're gonna release the Corona on that on that blend. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is already uh, made. 
it's already made. It's, ar- so. it's already made, so they'll they'll be shipping sometime this year. Yeah, it's it's just aging. So whenever it's ready to go, we we're gonna release the cigar. Well, this uh this King's Gold. One of the things I get right off the bat is, uh, and I'm a big Connecticut broadleaf guy, and and I love the sweetness that you get from a lot of times. The sweetness kind of so mixed sweet, with guys. Um, mixed with spice, but this one, the sweetness coming off of this thing, it's like it's like brown sugar. It's really, really yes. solid. And tons of smoke output. Mm-hmm. As you could tell when I lit it up and nearly killed Matt, um, it is just delicious. So, the whole point with that cigar, um, I love Connecticut Broadleaf. It's one of my favorite tobacco. Uh, one of the first blends that I did when I started to uh, blend cigar, it was a Connecticut Broadleaf. So, um, I think it blends perfectly with the Dominican tobacco. And, and I have a crazy combination on that blend. So the whole point was to create something different to what we used to, to blend in the Dominican Republic, but also to create like a, a new whole different profile of what people are used to taste on the Connecticut Valley. So for me, it was to create something unique, like something fresh, like, a, okay, you... You love a Connecticut leaf, but when you try this Connecticut leaf, you need to be like, oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, blending blending tobacco, blending. And just on that cigar, I spent at least like three years blending that cigar. Just just changing a little bit of this, make the blend, age the cigar, smoke it, change a little bit. So yeah. I never think that long, but that cigar just wants to get on the right point that I was like, yeah, this is this is perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I so, I, I, will, I I will describe that cigar like the perfect uh, harmony between flavor and strength. And it's really rich. There's a lot of it's there's, it's there's a lot of body to it. The the texture is very thick yes, in the yeah. smoke. So so I, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that we always love to do with our guests is get a little bit of an idea about your history. Um, so take us back to, uh, your history, your family's history in premium tobacco. And when you, when you got started with, uh, you know, even experiencing your own premium cigars. So, um, I come from a family of rollers. Uh, my dad uh, been in the cigar industry over 40 years. So he started like a roller when he was around nine years old. You know, back in the days, people used to work like early, early in the days. So it was very common. Uh, and then, you know, he was supervisor and he started to, to scale on the, on the manufacturer level. And, Around 2004, he decided to do his own business, and he partnered up with a friend of him. And then in 2007, uh, he started the, the factory that we have now. And by that time, I, I, I was 17 years old. Uh, and that's when I started to, to work at the cigar factory. But the thing, like, before that, like... Um, the whole family, the whole family being in the factory, uh, 
by the summertime, like a, like a summer break, uh, that was our thing, like a play baseball. And, and in the morning, I used to go to the factory to work like part time uh, and to learn. So like I will say by the age of 12, I really was learning how to sort the tobacco, like, like the different grades, Hacobis and Lijero. That was the first thing that I did in the factory. So when I started, when I was 17, I already have like a whole base of what was like a cigar manufacturing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I didn't know by this time was like how to roll the cigar, but I have an idea. So this is something that, uh, that was like a goal for me, like uh, learn how to roll the cigar. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been uh, a long adventure uh, in the cigar manufacturing. I've been around a lot of a lot of master blender, so I will say my history with the cigar being uh, like from the passion of the people that work straight with the tobacco that I have very close. So, like um, my uncles, my dad, uh, my my dad friends. Uh, they all pretty much they all master blender from different factories here in the Dominican Republic, and and every Sunday morning it was like a reunion in my house, drinking coffee. It was like my house was the spot, like on the front porch. Every Sunday they were playing dominoes, uh, drinking coffee, smoking cigar, uh, and talking about tobacco. So they have all that conversation every Sunday. You know, try that new blend that new crop that we had, you know, you need to try this new crop from this time is being aging for two, three years, four years. Uh, we just tasting the tobacco right now. Uh, the aroma is amazing. And they were talking about the flavors of aroma, complexity, the balance of the blend, uh, the manufacturing skills that they use in different factory. And and just for me as a kid to be around that and smell the, the you know, the aroma of the tobacco and and be able to you know to be all around those people and listen to those conversations all the time so is it just wake up my passion for tobacco so um well i gotta tell you that sounds like absolute heaven sitting on a porch (laughs) with a bunch of guys drinking coffee smoking cigars, talking about tobacco, playing dominoes. That that sounds like the best possible way to spend a Sunday morning. Yeah, uh, and, and by that time, I never thought, like, uh, I want to be a cigar manufacturer. Even when I was a teenager, I was like, I love economy, I love philosophy, I love politics, history, uh, and that was my side. But at the same time, when someone lighted a cigar next to me, I was, like, fascinated about it. And since I was a kid, I was very curious about smoking a cigar. So I started to try cigars uh, very young. And and when I was able to smoke a cigar, I was smoking a cigar like, like crazy. I started to smoke a cigar like seriously, like when I was 19, like a smoking yeah. cigar every day. Uh, and I was smoking in the factory since I was 17. But I was trying, when I started in the factory, I was like a trying to hire, you know, from the people that I was smoking a cigar because I was 17. And that, even if my dad allowed me to smoke a cigar, it doesn't look good, you know. So um, I was like a, working in the factory. You can work in the factory 
like the sense you have 16. Uh, but, uh, but I was just like smelling the tobacco. I was like, that tobacco should be good because the smell, because this. I can't even remember, like from that time, like when we first opened the factory, I remember that my dad picked up some tobacco, uh, some very rated tobacco, very, very aged. And there was a Corojo now that they grew in Dominican Republic, like by 2004, 2003. And, and the tobacco got attacked by the blue moon that that tobacco is very popular for that. That's why one of the reasons because people don't grow that tobacco that much. And and the tobacco have so many like yellow points on the leaf. And my dad was like, I was like, a, I was to my dad, that tobacco is weird, but smells super good. Like you can open, <laughs> you can open, yeah. you can open the bell like uh, about 10 meters away and you can smell the tobacco like 10 meters away from the belt. Yeah, there, it, it was amazing. So I can I have a good memory for tobacco and the smell of the tobacco, and the taste of the tobacco. Like if you yeah. give me a cigar, like uh, now ten years later, I can remember the cigar. Oh wow! wow. So yeah. when did you? Uh, how old were you when you started to to really get involved in helping with the blending process and things like that? I will say about. 2021 so pretty early on yeah i, I remember yeah. the, one of the first blend that i have some participation was on the i, I don't know if you ever heard about rodrigo cigar oh yeah oh, yeah 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 so it was a, a cigar that was called a rodrigo la fortaleza that was like a black label from rodrigo yeah okay that that was the first guard that i have the chance to participate to participate on the blend and the whole okay. point with that and the whole point for me to participate in that blend it because by that time was like a 2010 i will say and and that was like when the whole boutique movement started to explode like in, in a nice way and 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 all those big body cigars started to came up like a mole into the full body all the nicaraguan hype all yeah. that so george you know he was trying to tell my dad to make like a full body cigar and my dad was like a very classic uh old school blended cigar between i will say mild to medium medium plus mild, nothing full and I was trying to translate that, and so I have some participation on the blend because I, uh, from the beginning, I like like the full body cigar, and yeah. and that's how I started to get into some of blend in the factory. And then the uh, uh, my first blend that came out to the market that was like uh, all me. It was the uh, Rodrigo Corona project that was relief cigar. Oh yeah. That okay. was my first blend, like, uh, that was only, like, uh, out in the market. And that was a limited edition that he did. Yeah. And his last that, cigar in the, in the cigar industry. That's got to feel, that I mean, for, for a lot of different reasons, but that's got to feel pretty incredible for you to, uh, you know, the because you have the ones where you have the early years where you, you learn about the process in the factory, and then you have 
those those middle years where you start to uh, participate in the blending and help with the blending process. But then finally, you've got that one where it was your it was your baby from start to finish. That's got to feel pretty incredible. Yeah, um, it, it was tough because uh, the thing is, um, when you join and you don't have like a background, have to do things. You uh, is give you some advantage that you create things that doesn't look like nothing else. Yeah, doesn't taste like nothing else. So I, you don't have a point of reference to start blend. Mm-hmm. So imagine the first cigar is all the master blended. The first thing that they have in mind is like a combustion, like a flavor, a strength. So they got like a seco, ligero. Pretty much all the master blended, they work into those bases. And the first blend, the Crown Project, was 100% ligero. It was three, three different tobacco from three different regions of the Dominican Republic, but 100% ligero. <laughs> and and everybody was like, no, nah, that's going to be a problem. I was like, no, the thing, what I feel when I taste the ligero, like a puro ligero by itself, is a lot of flavor, not that much strength. When you feel the strength and when you mix like the ligero with the seco or the viso, they have a higher combustion and make the tobacco burn faster so you feel like more spicy, more peppery, and, and give you like a sensation of strength. But I think the the ligero is more flavor is more give you more flavor than all the other tobacco. So I did hundred percent ligero. It was like a slow burn cigar, but the flavor on that cigar was amazing. And and as all the tobacco were ligero and they they have the same uh, grade, you have a very even burn in the cigar all the time because all the tobacco burn at the same time because all the ligero have the same level of oil. So yeah. I, I'm big so, uh, and Lajero, Lajero tends to burn because it's got more oil because it's thicker. It tends to burn slower. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is is that tobacco that have the slower combustion of oil? Yeah. So then, going forward a little bit, you started to m- make a name for yourself working with what we consider to be, you know, some of the newer rising stars in, in uh, boutique brands like Robert Caldwell and Tony Bellotto and, and Matt Booth. So how did you, how did you start to develop relationships with those guys and, and work on projects with them? So Robert, I met Robert when he first started in the cigar industry. Uh, I will say, I will say around 2011, 2012. So he was working on his project that was called a halter humidor. That was like a local project that he had in Miami, like uh, giving service to the to the hotels. Uh, but he wanted to do his own blend, uh, and he was doing something with another factory. Uh, but he was he was working with a bigger factory that they wasn't paying attention to his project because it was very small. Yeah. So um, he used to, so he have some recommendation from Wilder's factory to visit my dad, um, and and he came to the factory to meet my dad. He uh, tried some of my dad blend, and he fell in love with. 
and then we started a relationship from that because he was like one of the youngest, youngest person that I saw to come to the factory looking for a cigar. Uh, he was very drunk at that time and like a kind of weird style, not very common. Uh, so we have like, so we have a connection right there. He was way more quiet by that time. He was that kind of guy that you always see him like in a corner quiet by himself, like overthinking all the time. So he kind of catch my attention. Uh, we started a, a friendship from that. And, and then like a few years later, he started his, uh, his company, uh, Windwood in Miami. So when he started with that, I was like a very happy because it was a very cool project to have a factory in Miami. And we all the arts in, in the middle of Woodwood, so it was very cool. So I came to visit him, and, and we, like, a tie up our relationship. And after yeah. that, when that project didn't work for him, so we were very close. So we started the project for Cabo Cigar right away, right there. Yeah. And then uh, not long after that, if, if, uh, if I'm right about this, uh, then you, you worked with, uh, with Tony, uh, and La Barba on a, on a few projects. Is that right? Yeah. So Tommy came like, a, I will say in the same package with Robert because they're very good friends. Yeah. Uh, and they were manufacturing cigar in the same factory. So, um, when Robert came to Dominican Republic, like, um, uh, Tony asked for, and they came in the next in the next trip together, and we started to to blend all those cigars like more into the Dominican style, but like uh, in with uh, I would say we're younger spirit for Dominican tobacco, um, and we are well known to blend like to have like red tobacco and very boutique tobacco. Uh, we we work with small with small farmers uh, that they uh, grow tobacco that pretty much big of the company didn't don't grow anymore. So okay. so we can have like a some unique flavor uh, from Dominican tobacco. Uh, and and I, I remember like when we started like a La Barba. Uh, La Barba Red and La Barba Purple, and all the cow was like a Easter Standard. Easter Standard was one of that blend. The Long Live the King and King is That. It was the blend that Robert and me were working together. Robert had like a song idea about the Long Live the King. He had a song idea about what he wants to blend on this cigar, uh, on that cigar, and then we developed together the King's uh, the King's Death. We had Dominican rapper Negrito. Um, and it's a very unique tobacco. So I remember when I went to United States after we uh, released that project for Cowell and La Barba, everyone was like, yeah, we're smoking a lot of Nicaraguan cigar. We're smoking a lot of this, a lot of that. But when we smoke the cigar, it's like it tastes herb fresh. So it's something way different. Like it's not the market and it doesn't taste like a, a typical Dominican tobacco. So I will say that's been our strength. And, and it's been very cool to work with those companies, uh, with those people, because they, we are like the same generation, uh, creating new stuff uh, in the Dominican Republic. 
and also came out with all those cool packaging, all that. So it's been a, a, a super cool experience. And then we started also to work with Matt Booth. Uh, Matt Booth have, have a way different palette of Tommy and Robert. And he's very sharp about what he likes and what he wants in the blend. Uh, but also gives me more freedom to work on all my stuff. He just tell me, I want something like this. Can you create something? So I, I, I he can me that freedom to work and create some, some more my style blend. Because yeah. Robert and Tani, they have more participation on the blends that we create for them. Okay. This <clears throat> band is aluminum. Yes, it's metal band. It's a metal Bro. band. Bro. Yeah, I thought. I, I mean, what, while it's still on the cigar, it it almost seems like it might be just really heavy embossed paper. But right. Garrett takes the band off, and it's it's a metal band. Yep. Like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's so, you don't see that every day. That no. that couldn't have been easy to get metal bands made. And you're not <laughs> out on you're not cheaping out on the uh, the band. No, if you heat it up a little bit. That glue loosens. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'll, probably, I'll slide it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you just go twist, twisting like this, and it came out easy. Yeah. Oh, you twist the okay. There, see. Yeah, yeah. Like you take a little corner and then you go twisting. So uh, after all, you know, all that that uh, experience with all those boutique brands that I we have the opportunity to work with. Uh, I think they give me like a, a good uh, good knowledge about branding, uh, boutique brand, the market in the United States, uh, even uh, the style of brand that, that I want to develop. That was my dream from the first time that I was in the cigar industry to do my own brand. But it took it took me like a ten years to really. Uh, define myself like a concept that I like. So even when I started Aventura, like I wasn't, uh, I kind of lose my focus on designing and, and branding and all that because you can't, I was concentrate very much on the blending, the tobacco, the factory, that, that, that take a lot of time. So it's kind of taking you far off the creative side. Um, so I met Marcel, uh, that is a Swiss uh, sommelier. Uh, he has his own cigar lounge in Switzerland. So he came to the Dominican Republic. And he wants to do like a, uh, a, like a private label for his shop. And when he showed me the concept and the, and the name, I was like, listen, I don't have those cool ideas, but I have a similar name and a similar concept for a brand that I've been trying to develop for a long time. I think you should not use that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, so he told me like, what do you think if we partnered up together? I was like, why not? Let's do it. I love the concept. He showed me all the idea that he has, the design, the names, the history behind. So um, he have a master marketing. Uh, he he loves to create new things, and and I think it was a great partnership because it gave me the freedom to focus on what I can do best, and and he can be developing new things all the time. So 
Yeah. Um, well, that's I how everything. That's how that's how everything started in 2016. Yeah. But then, then we took like a two years trying to develop plant packaging, all the design, and and we really started like uh, harder in 2018. We released the Aventura cigar in Switzerland and Dominican Republic first. Then we went to Germany, and then in 2019, uh, we released the the cigar in the IPCPR in the United States. Uh, so we've been in the market for a year and a couple months. Mm -hmm. I would say yeah. a year and a half in the United States. Um, when I know, you know, so about, I want to say it was eight, ten months ago that our friend Ronnie uh, hit me up on Facebook and said, you've got to try this. And he sent me a sample pack of some of your first release stuff. And I was blown away and it was fantastic. And I immediately told Matt, I was like, I have no idea who or what this is, but it's fantastic. And, you know, just a few months later, we were looking to not only get you on the show, but get more of your cigars yeah. and, um, I'm really excited, and just to check in on on this cigar, bro. Yeah, this it is so special. Um, everything about it, I love from the artwork of the band. Um, I'm gonna see if we can get the camera to focus because this Connecticut broadleaf is gorgeous. It is toothy in the most beautiful way. Come on. It'll focus on your hand first. <laughs> oh, it's not going to do it. Oh, well. Well, just believe me. It is, <laughs> if you know what Toothy looks like in, in a band or in a, in a rapper, um, that, is, that yeah. is this cigar. It, is, it has these just little beautiful uh, bumps and um, the the flavor is still sweet, yet now it's picking up in spice. Um, it's more of a, a darker chocolate, almost espresso. And there, but there is there's something in here that I can't. Oh yeah, I can't quite place it, but I know it's unique. It's different. Yes. I just can't. I can't quite. There's not a thing Place I can it. point my finger on. That but I, I dig it. I, I like I like it a lot. I love what is happening in my mouth right now. <laughs> do, you, do you know? Do you know? Was was my my brain when I was uh, blending that cigar was like the whole time, like uh, I want that cigar. When people taste that cigar and someone given the same cigar on Bandit, they can recognize the cigar. So I want to create yep. like a, a very nice mark on that blend, so so it can be very unique for an Aventura. Yeah, and, I I think you hit that because it's definitely there's there's something going on there that that I don't recall. I don't recall tasting this kind of a flavor from a Connecticut broadleaf wrapped cigar before. Mm -mm. No I, way. The, the the thing the thing with the broadleaf is a very intense tobacco. Yeah, mm -hmm. flavor-wise. So, um, 
if we if we, you don't put the blend in the right way, uh, I will say the flavor of the wrapper gonna is not gonna let shine the blend that you put in together. So, yeah. for example, the filler, the binder. So, I think I that was what took me a longer time to get down point. So you get uh, the the filler to have that participation uh, to complement wrapper. Uh, the main focus in the blend is the wrapper, the Connecticut Brown Leaf, mm -hmm. to give the shine to the Connecticut Brown Leaf, but also to to have a combination that you can uh, appreciate the filler that we're using on it. So, um, is is all the tobacco that we use in there? They have a lot of strength, but the thing the thing is, there is two different kind of strength. For example, we age the tobacco. There is no aged tobacco that gonna give you a, 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 a heat in the face. So when you age the tobacco for over four years, you're gonna feel the body, you're gonna feel the nicotine after you finish this bar, but you're gonna have that clean flavor in your mouth, you know, all that sweetness, all that nice mm -hmm. uh, boundary that tobacco can give you. So. Well, I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a bourbon right now, and it pairs really nicely with the bourbon because the bourbon's really, um, the bourbon's got also a lot of sweetness and some spice to it, but that kind of brightness from the bourbon balances really nicely against the darkness and the richness of the of this Connecticut broadleaf, and it's a it's a really killer pairing. What are you drinking? It's a uh, uh, old Forester, mm. so it's it's a nice nice pairing, definitely. Nice. So, so, so if so, you have a better understanding about the whole line with the with the Roger term. So, for example, the whole brand, uh, the history behind the brand is like at the beginning of everything. So, how the 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 cigar in industry started from the beginning like uh when the europeans came to the caribbean they find out the tobacco they bring back the tobacco to the european uh uh, uh continent and that's how we started the the, the commercial com commercialization of the tobacco so for example the first line that we have is explorer uh and then we have the navigator then we have the conquer and then we have the royal return the royal return is like when they uh, like uh, uh the the royal family financed the the um christopher Colon and all those people to, to discover new land and, and they came back with a gift and the gift was gold and treasure from all those lands that they've been conquering so that that's why it's called royal return and and each blend is called the queen's pearl that is a gift to the queens and the king's gold that is the gold for the king um but everything follow like in history the explorer the navigator the conqueror so and and we try to be as much uh informal as possible with our cigar 
for example, if we, you want to know the history and the blend of every cigar that, that we put out, you just can go to the barcode and right in the barcode, we have a QR code. And, and when you scan it, they send you directly to our website. And, and on the website, when you scan the barcode, you're going to have the, all the description for the blend with all the tobacco that we use in the blend from the wrapper, filler, binder, uh, flavor profile, uh, aging that we do on the tobacco. Uh, sometimes we do some in-house uh, fermentation for the tobacco. So everything is going to be there. Yeah. So, so I'll show this. I'll show this on the camera. Here's one of the bands. There's that QR code. So, so we encourage all of our viewers and listeners, uh, pick up some of these cigars and scan, um, scan these, these QR codes and you can get all the info about those, those blank. Garrett's got it pulled up right now. Just scan it and it gives you all the, all the details of the wrapper binder filler aging and, um, yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah, I and love I, that. I I appreciate that as a as a consumer, and I know a lot of other consumers really appreciate being able to just quickly scan that and know what it is that they're smoking because then they can they can start to build their own taste profile. You know. Mm-hmm. So one one of the main reasons when um, everything with boutique uh, uh, movement started in the cigar industry, it was to educate the consumers. So. Uh, for me, on um, each step that we that we take is like um, we doing something new, but also we uh, let them know to the consumers what we are doing. So to have that kind of information right in the hands of the consumers, when they light the cigar and they go like, "Wow, what what is that? Like, when from where did I get the flavor that I'm getting? You know, what I'm tasting here." So they they being able to scan the QR code and check the tobacco that they're smoking, so they have a better understanding about what is the flavor profile that they get it from. Yeah, no, I love and I and we're so. all about that here. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons, you know, how about that cigar exists is to uh, uh, teach consumers and 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 especially uh, teach consumers the things that that we should be talking to our friends and family who aren't really cigar smokers uh, just to help them understand how, how different these products are than, than other, other tobacco products, just to get the word out that, that these are special products made by hands out mm-hmm. of fully natural tobacco leaf. It's none of this nonsense that you see in cigarettes. Yeah. Or scan your uh, vape juice bottle yeah. and <laughs> find out which country the bathtub was made in yeah. that made your juice. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is uh, th- this is all good stuff. And, you know, the more that we talk to you, um, Henderson, the more I-, I love what your company is about and how you started out and all the things that you're doing to make this company great and uh, put out not only a fantastic product, but a product that is easily accessible to, you know, find out all the information that people need to find out about it. It's just, um, bro, you're 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 going to kill it. You really are. Because um, the first three cigars that I smoked of yours was the Navigator Explorer. And um, I don't know. What is what is the green one? The box press. The green one is is um, is not even the portfolio. 
uh, that's a cigar that we use it for um, uh, for charity. So we have a charity program here in the Dominican Republic to help like all the family for the rollers. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so like uh, we have to understand uh, we are a third world country. Yeah. And, and, and the rollers and all the people that work in the factory uh, to give you a good quality that you don't need to be rich to buy the cigar. Uh, <laughs> is sacrifice some of those people with the with the labor and and then they don't have the best life so as we can uh grow our business we also want to give something back to those people that's fantastic and that they feel that they feel part of this project and 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 that they have like a song a straight benefit from that besides the salary so Last year, that, that's a cigar with, that we released in Switzerland last year or two years ago. Yeah, so we already sold 4,000 cigars of those in Switzerland. They come like uh, in five pack. They come in wet pack. Uh, and, and all the profit from that cigar goes through those uh, roller family. Last year, we give about 400 per of glasses. Uh, mm. We we have a doctor to do all the tests for the eyes of the rollers and, and all the people that work at the factory. Uh, I will say about sixty people. Uh, they needed the, the the glasses, and then we went to all the factories in the town in Tamboril uh, to do the test to, to the people that work there uh, and whoever that needed, we give it away. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also have a, a, a clinic that is like a hospital and a, and a doctor that, that she did some collaboration on that to help us with the project. So, and That's every beautiful. Year we I, and to, we, we appreciate that. Anytime we hear about that. Yeah. The, the thing with like the glasses, they're very expensive. So there's people that have any problem, you know, with their eyes and stuff like that, but they don't yeah. have the money to you know, to a porter, and, and we're just trying to help with that. So every time, we, every year, we will try to do something different for them uh, to help the kids, to help uh, those people that support us with the, with the effort, with the art of making cigar. And, and this is something that we fully appreciate and we want to give something back. So this is the whole, the whole concept behind the green. And it's called a piece of heart, as we call it the the cigar piece of art. Uh, we call it that project piece of heart by something for our heart to give it to them. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, the fact that uh, you're not only building a company, you are really building a community and um, investing back into that community, which will in turn continue to grow. And, um, you know, you, you, you keep, you keep throwing stuff on us that, uh, how do you not that's, love this? Company? That's what it's all. That's what it's all about is yeah. keeping those. Cause, cause in Dominican Republic and, and other, other, uh, uh, cigar making countries, um, we, we want people in the States 
who buy these cigars to recognize and understand where the products come from and the people who make them and and the the families the, the families and the needs that these families have to uh to just sustain and and live every day and to hear about companies like yours and other companies that that go the extra mile you don't just make cigars you like garrett said you make communities and i i think that's really important it's huge I, I think it's very easy to understand when when you come from that same spot. Uh, yeah. My dad was a roller. Um, we luckily have the opportunity uh, with the Air Force of my dad and the knowledges and his effort to learn more every day to have the opportunity to have our own company, you know, and have a better life. But... Um, um, in some point, I want those people to have a better life also. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. it's not just to give them something. Uh, we Everything that we do in the factory, every part that we're making in the factory, I want every people that work in the factory to understand the project, uh, to uh, to have a culture for, for quality. Um and to understand cigar, to understand the tobacco. So when they taste, when they're smoking a cigar, everybody in the cigar in the in the cigar factory they smoke cigar. Everybody yeah. in the factory they smoke cigar. Yeah. So I have a lot of people that they're gonna be to me like, uh, hey Henderson, you you told me this about that cigar. I think uh, if we use that tobacco, uh, it's gonna change a little bit. And I was like, what, what is wrong with that tobacco? No, it's just that belt that is, is not looking the same. So just just to make them part of the project and to make them understand every project, yeah, they they have uh, an identification for for that, and and they want to they want to do it good. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah they they want to shine with that because yeah. that's that's what i want to show them like if you improve yourself you can improve your life in the future and yeah as much as you learn is can give you more opportunity in the future also even to have your own business to have a better position all that so that's my kind of motivation for for the people yeah there. absolutely so i want to ask you this i was reading uh, an interview that you did with a magazine uh, and you brought up something that I, I have to know more about this because it's, it seems like um, a, a really interesting concept. And you said that when you're blending and working and choosing different tobaccos, you play this game with yourself called the what if game. So tell us more about that when you're, when you're, when you're playing that, playing that game, that what if game with yourself during blending, what is that all about? So, uh, the thing is that, that, that there is a two different story. For example, it's way different the way that we smoke cigars in the factory as consumers smoke cigars. Okay. So, every time that we're making a blend, we're trying to translate uh, what the, the consumer going to, like, uh, inter- how they're going to interpret the blend. And, for example, we re- retrohale all the time. 
so for us the strength is 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 not in the in the mouth is on those like what you call spicing through the on the retro hell that's the strength for us yeah so i i and and but i'm not trying to adjust the consumer to the matter to the manufacturing like uh experience so i trying to teach like the people in the factory to the man to the consumer's experience and for example i have different way how to start a blend uh if we we have uh an start point uh what we're looking for or if we just taste in tobacco and we put some tobacco together that tastes amazing and we want to develop that blend from there or from here so um we have like a three tobaccos that we use as basis uh that you can never go wrong with those tobaccos they're always gonna do a, a great blend and then we have all the tobacco that we use as complements so that's that's all that's are the layers for example you have the main flavor and then you have layers of flavors to complement the smoke uh and also you have like a sun tobacco that maybe you're not used to blend together and you put it together and they taste amazing and then you try to complement that to have um uh, the 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 consistency on the blend uh the balance the complexity uh the strength level so um this is is a very deep uh, topic to talk <laughs> that can take that can take like about an hour more <laughs> yeah well no i and we we appreciate being able to um you know because for us, when we review cigars, one of the, I mean, when we smoke cigars socially, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different thing than when we sit down and completely just focus on every flavor and aroma that we get from a cigar to actually review it. And that's one of the fun parts for us is, is trying to, and, and as we're doing it, we train our own palates to learn how to find different little little new things with flavor and aroma and that's one of the best parts about it for me and and we want to help other cigar smokers try to learn about how to sit down and and really focus on those flavors and aromas that they get because i think it's one of the one of the most fun parts of of enjoying mm -hmm. a cigar is is being able to pick out those those flavors and aromas i will say i will say for example there's a few things that I uh, pay attention uh, when you're tasting a cigar. First of all, there, there are some people that can tell you, like, uh, I don't know how you can find out all those flavors in the cigar, or how you can uh, understand or describe a cigar like that. So the main thing with that is the focus. When you are smoking a cigar, if you pay attention, you focus on the cigar. You can understand what is going on. You know, you can you can uh, identify uh, when where are you feeling the stimulation in your mouth? What is the flavor notes that you get? So this is focus. 
And the other thing also that is very important for me when you're smoking a cigar is how you manage the smoke. For some, like uh, there's too many points that can uh, uh, change the smoking experience during the cigar. That can be the the condition, so the humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another thing is how fast you smoke each cigar. Yeah. If you smoke very fast, you for sure you're gonna get a more strength, more peppery, more spicy, a little bit more bitterness. If you use smoke slower, you're gonna taste more the sweetness, uh, all the aromas that the blend can give you. And also it's gonna depend on the age of the cigar. Yeah, and I think a so, lot of people are afraid to let their cigar go out. Um, but you really shouldn't be. Um, if if it is smoking at the, you know, if you're a slower smoker and you're lighting it, you know, ever so often, that's okay. Um, it, it sometimes can mean that it's, you know, a little bit more humid than maybe it needs to be. Um, but if um, if you're really enjoying the cigar and you're enjoying the experience and you're talking or whatever, it's okay to, to, you know, relight your cigar a couple times, as long as those flavors are, are still performing for you and, and doing well. So don't be afraid or don't think it's a poor cigar. If you have to continue lighting it, as long as it's an enjoyable, you know, um, I, I smoke my cigar very slow, but my technique for that is, is how you hold you cigar. So, for example, I hold my cigar like this all the time. Yeah, same here. So I put, like, one on my finger, like, a half inch from the ash. So when you put the finger, like, a half inch from the ash, you can measure, like, the temperature of the cigar. If it's too hot there, you're smoking too fast. But if it's too cold, the cigar is about to go up. So, is 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 very cool. Like you holding the cigar, you can know like I need to poof my cigar, or you can, or you need to slow down. You know, and smoke a little bit slower. So I just this is, uh, this is just something that I do and works for me, and I think that's the right way. That's the best way to to, you know, to mention you know how fast you smoke your cigar. Yeah. And I just uh I just finished up the the King's Gold and and am firing up the Conqueror right now. And it's it's amazing how and, and I encourage everybody to do this when when you're going to smoke multiple cigars in a day. Um it's it's so it's such a, a different cigar. You know, Ooh. lighting up this 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 Conqueror after the King's Gold. It's and and that can also and it helps me to understand and and taste those different flavors and smell those different aromas uh, is to follow up a cigar with a very different blend and because it makes you appreciate the differences between the different kinds of tobaccos that you're that you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. So do you know was uh, one of the nice things that we have in the Dominican Republic? The first thing is like a we grow so many varieties of 
seed of tobacco. Just from the Dominican Republic, we have around 14 different kinds of tobacco that we grow here. So that gives us the, the opportunity to create way different flavor pro profile from one blend to another blend. And another thing, we have access to pretty much all the countries that grow tobacco also. And we're not afraid to say that we use tobacco from this place and this place. This is mm -hmm. our beauty, that we can blend, we can create blends with different tobacco, and we can give you an experience. From one country, we can give you an experience from many different tobacco and create a whole different blends. So when we release a cigar, it's not just going to be another Aventura. Yeah, it's going to taste like the last Aventura. No. It's going to be a, a, a whole different experience that you should try and see yeah. what new we have. Yeah, completely different than than the King's Gold. Um, it's, uh, it is smooth. I call that cigar an old fashioned style, like a very good old fashioned cigar. We are younger spirit. So you, yeah. if you've been smoking cigar for over 15 years, it's going to remind you to an old, very good cigar from the Dominican Republic but we a little yeah. bit more strength and more body. Yeah. Yeah, there. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. So of all the of all the cigars that that carry that that have the Adventura name, is there one that you can think of that you is the one that you reach for just to smoke more often than any other? Do you know what's the thing is on my point? Um, as I work in the factory and we blending new cigar all the time, every time that you create a new blend, uh, you try to improve what you did in the past. So always the new cigar should be better than the last. And you kind of stick with the new cigar all the time for a while yeah. until the next one. Yeah. Until the next one. <laughs> So, but uh, is is crazy. For example, the King's Gold is a cigar that is so unique, and 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 very is goes so well with my palate. That is a cigar that I call me all the time. That I want to smoke that cigar all the time. Yeah, it's give me everything that I'm looking for in the cigar. Yeah. Uh but when I smoke the Conquer. Is give me like a memory all the time. Like what I forget that that cigar was so good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's the, that's one of the cool things is the that is really true that cigars do because aroma is um, is one of the strongest senses that takes back takes us back to memories. Yep, yep, and that's really true about cigars too. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I smoke a lot, uh, one. My favorite sizes, all the small ring gauges like Lancero and Corona. So, for example, on the King's Gold, I smoke a lot of Corona. It's crazy how the flavor come out of the Corona on that blend. Yeah. And and I smoke, a, but that's a cigar that we is not released yet. 
Yeah. And the Lancero of the Conqueror uh, is a mm. limited edition that we do every year. And that's a cigar that I started for myself. So it's the same I blend. <laughs> it's the same blend of the Conqueror, but the di- it has some small difference. So a big difference. And the difference are like all the tobacco that we use in the Lancero is is being aging for seven years. And and we're not using Sacco Viso Hero. All the tobacco that we have in the Lancero is old Viso. Okay. Hmm. So it's give it's give you a better consistency on the smoke for a small ring gauge. So doesn't smoke like on the size, this and that. Uh I spent a lot of time blending Lancero cigars. That's one of my favorite Vitola. Yes. Yeah, Garrett's the same way. Garrett, absolutely. And I I love good Lanceros, but Garrett, that's his go-to Vitola is Lanceros. Me gusta Lanceros. <laughs> so every year, every year, by the end of the year, late November, beginning of December, we have that drop of uh, the Conqueror Limited Edition. We call it Emperor Edition, Lancero. So, All right, we looking for it for sure. Yeah. We smoked like a small amount of cigar because we aged the tobacco for seven years. So whatever we have in the stock from that tobacco, that's what we make. Okay. Nice. Well, I think, uh, is it time? Um, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's time. time. So we're going to move into this week's Numero, Numero de los Muertos. <laughs> And as always, guys, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by Smoke In Cigars. So if you would, please take just a moment to watch and listen to this message from Abe DeBabna and Smoke In Cigars. On February 20th, 2021, we will be taking on the endeavor of putting on an eight-hour virtual event, one like you've never seen before. For your ticket price of approximately $169 delivered to your door, you will get the TGS party in a box. This box will be filled with everything you'll need for our virtual event, including opportunities to purchase cigars at epic deals, epic packages, and some very special exclusive cigars being made from us by some of the most epic manufacturers in the industry. Carlito Fuente, Pete Johnson, Steve Saka, Aganor Salif, Perdomo Cigars, just to name a few. There's a very limited supply. Head over to the Great Smoke dot com purchase your ticket and get your party in the box we'll see you soon peace all right guys time for everyone's favorite segment of the week numero de los muertos brought to you by smoke in cigars so garrett take it away all right so this week's number is brought to us by the caribbean 46 people a year die in the Caribbean from this 46 people a year. All right. So viewers and listeners is, Oh, well, viewers, sorry, listeners. If you're listening after the fact, I mean, uh, you but, can guess. Yeah, you can guess. <laughs> uh, but viewers uh, put your guesses in the comments. Uh, Henderson, you're, you and I are going to kind of play a, uh, play a guessing game with Garrett here on this. So every year in the, in the Caribbean, Caribbean, However, yep. However, yeah. you pronounce it. Um, Forty-six people die from this. Yes. All right. And what is that thing that they die from? Uh, the the Caribbean. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, spear oh, we got fishing. a guess. We got a guess from Josh. Is it spear fishing? It is not spear fishing. Not spear fishing. So it doesn't involve. Is it in the water? Um, it can be. Can but, be, but it's, it doesn't have to be that. Correct. Metal poisoning. Chad says metal poisoning. That sounds weird. That does. It's what not. <laughs> but I'm going to need some help on that answer. Um, ooh, the six bend. people. Scuba accidents. Uh, I like where you're going, Josh. You're you're thinking local, but uh, think a little less water. It can happen. It does happen out in the water, but it also happens on land. Okay. Um, and here's a little hint. It is mostly tourists. Okay, mostly tourists. Um, Alcohol overdose. Ooh, oh, that's a good guess. That is a great guess. Um, no, but alcohol is probably involved in a in a number of these. Oh, oh, I bet I know what it is. So, a lot of these places where people go to vacation, they get boozed up and they take a tour on a moped or a scooter. Is it is it is it uh, scooter accidents? Mm-mm. No, okay. On the water because think some die in the water. Oh, some on the water. Well, yeah, scooter slash jet ski. We already mm-hmm. did jet ski. We did jet ski. Yeah, we did those. Mm-hmm. See, even Chad is stumped, and Chad is a champion at this he game. He is a champ. We should get Carlito back yeah. guessing. <laughs> Carlito Fuente uh, guessed the correct answer last week. What was that? Um, last week was cruise ships. Yeah. People, uh, people falling off of or disappearing. 34 people a year die, and two people go missing. On cruise ships globally. All right. So in the Caribbean, 46 people every year mm-hmm. die from this. It's not scooters. It's not jet hurricane. skis. Oh, hurricanes. Is that's it hurricanes? A, that's a that, good, is, that is a really good I guess. Look that up. Um, is it high tide? Mm-mm. No. Oh, parasites. Chad says parasites. That's another great guess, Chad. It is not parasites. Okay. Um. Uh, so you're a tourist. They're mostly tourists. What are you doing when they're you're a tourist? Is it Dream. is it sun sun poisoning? Yes. Really? Sun exposure. I got one. This is the first time in months a that long I've got one right. That man is really sun exposure. Is it really? Yep. All right. So I will tell you this: that this. So in 2017, my wife and I went to uh, uh, Punta Cana for a vacation. And uh, there was one day that she and I, and, and you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a pasty white guy. And my wife is a redheaded Irish white girl. And <laughs> we got way too much sun one day. <laughs> And, oh, Chad just Chad was typing it just as just as I said it. And one day, one day in Punta Cana, my wife and I got way too much sun. And dude, 
it's 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 for real. It's the the sun in Punta Cana is not the same as the sun in Minnesota. So if y'all go down, if y'all go down to vacation in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. it's no joke, man. Put on the if, if you're if you're a pasty white dude, put on the heavy sunscreen, <laughs> man, because you're gonna get you're gonna get messed up. You're gonna get burned. <laughs> it was bad, yeah. man. I was, and I did a tour the later the or the next day. I was scheduled to do an all-day tour at a cigar factory. So I'm walking around the cigar factory just in agony, in so much pain, uh, because uh, because I spent too much time in the in the friggin' sun the day before. So don't uh, don't do it. Put on the put. On, we we have a permanent tan here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just 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 like it's a girlfriend outside your house to the car. And from the car to the to your job or whatever, you get sunburned every yeah. day. Yeah. The sun here is intense. Yeah. So yeah, forty six people a year, which, I mean, that's that's a significant number. Yeah. You know, of people just dying from yeah, just sun exposure. Put put on the sunblock and just sit. You know what? The and then the next couple of days, we we got our beach chairs. And we found some palm trees and hid underneath the shade in our beach <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting there smoking cigars and 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 drinking drinks. And that's what that's how we spent pretty much the entire rest of the vacation was just you sitting learned, up. You learned the lesson. Do you yeah. know that you can't even if you're if you're at the beach, you can even get tan even to the shadow. Just oh yeah. With, just just with the heat there. Oh. And one of the and articles- they reflect from the light of the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, from the sand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the articles that I read, um, it talked about both the the reflection of the sand and it talked about um, it's actually more dangerous on cloudier days because people feel like they're not going to get sunburned or they're more protected by the clouds, which is not the case. No. You get the same sunburn even if it's cloudy. Um, so Chen is asking how many hospitalized it was in the tens of thousands are hospitalized from severe sunburn or sun exposure, heat stroke. Wow. Um, I don't doubt that because, but cause, only 50 ish. Cause most, know. most tourists who go to Dominican Republic are, are, are idiots like me. So don't, <laughs> don't be an idiot like me. Get in the shade and put on your, put on your 50 sunblock. <laughs> Man, the, the the thing is, like, uh, you get out the winter there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you minus what? 16 uh, Fahrenheit, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you got here from there, you just want to get some in yep. your skin. Yeah. But you need to be careful. Put the sunscreen. <laughs> and get the feeling, but put the sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever wear sunscreen if you're going to be out in the farm or anything, or are you kind of just I'm, used to it? No, when I'm doing a sport or something like that, that I get exposure to the sunlight like for four, five, six hours. Yeah. But not, not like on a daily basis. Yeah. 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 Well, that, uh, that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. <laughs> As always, Numero de los Muertos brought to you by Smoke In Cigars. So 
All right, Henderson, here's some questions that have nothing to do with cigars. They're just for fun. If yep. you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? You get to hear what they're thinking for 10 minutes. Um, I will say my dad. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that's a good answer. I like that. Yeah, I do that answer. Yeah, that's good. All right. If you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Uh, I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> but there always there there always a soundtrack that is always in the movie. Like on the three hundred movie. Oh yeah. That is like a like a very classic like old school mu- music. Yes. It's war music. Yeah. I like that. I love it. That's good. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like yeah. the, the music from that movie has got that mix of, yep. of metal and classical and classic music. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's good. All right. So choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie or a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. Or football, as you call it. The first. Baseball? Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So you played baseball. What position did you play? Catcher. Oh, you're a catcher. Yeah, that's a tough position. That dude. is a tough position. How yeah. are your knees? Uh, I'm not in the best condition right now, but <laughs> it used to be. I used to have big legs from that position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played catcher. Yeah, it's, for- it's, it's build muscle all the time. Yeah. Imagine yep. that you didn't squat the whole day. Yep. Yeah, my brother was a catcher back in the day, and he uh, he was really good actually, and he could. Um, uh, he could throw guys out trying to steal second pretty good. He was he 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 became pretty good at that. I have a good hands for catcher, but uh, the thing that didn't help me uh, with that was my arm. I have yeah. the best arm to to throw him catcher. out. Yeah, nah, I was forcing myself all the time. And I have an injury. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, this week's notable smokables. So every week, uh, Henderson, we Garrett and I mention one cigar that we've smoked recently that was interesting to us. It could be a cigar that's brand new on the market, or it could be a cigar that's been on the market for a really long time that uh, we just had the chance to smoke again for the first time in a long time. So um, obviously, you're you're smoking a lot of stuff in the factory all the time, but do you have chances every once in a while to smoke something outside of your brands? Uh, and have you had anything recently that, that you thought was, was good or interesting? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have friends that, that give me cigar all the time to try. Uh, but the one cigar that I'll, that I'll, 
found that, that was very interesting was like a song of the Aladino sort. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Aladino. Yeah. I yeah. I uh I really like the Aladino line and I just uh just tried their well not just but uh just reviewed their uh their Cameroon mm-hmm. in the Lonsdale size. That's yep. really really good cigar. Yep. Um mine was uh on Saturday. I smoked probably one of the best cigars I've I've had. Um, which was a 1997 Opus X. It melted my mind in <laughs> my face. It yeah. was incredible. Well, and and Garrett was nice enough to give me one of those too, and and also, I also smoked it on Saturday. And yeah, do you, and do you know what's the thing with Opus X? What's that? If you smoke like great opposites on one day and the, and somebody asks you like which one you had, you will you will you're gonna be like yeah it was opposites, but you're not gonna remember which one. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. there are some people who know like every size name and um, all of that. Yeah, I'm not there. Um, I just know that. Um, at that time in 97, they only had a few offerings. So I'm pretty sure it was just the classic Opus X. Yeah, it was the Bellicoso. Yeah. Yeah. You did you research before, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. Um, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be mine, too. I hate to piggyback off of Garrett's, but that that has to be mine, too. There were some uh, and I, I noticed in my show notes, I forgot to change mine from last week's, but there were some other interesting things I smoked this week, but that one has to take the cake because it was, um, it, it's it's just not often that we sit down and smoke uh, a twenty-two year old cigar or twenty-three year old cigar. Uh, so it's if you if you guys and and we recommend this to anybody um, when you buy your cigars, uh, buy some to smoke now and smoke set regularly, and then aside. set some aside. Be, not not because you're trying to hoard cigars just because it's interesting to see how cigars can can change uh and develop over over a, the course of two years five years 20 years it's it's fun to, it's fun to experiment with that stuff you know what was what was amazing so before the show i smoked a cigar that was aged for 16 years oh my gosh wow how was it it was amazing and even more for the age that that cigar had but the thing that cigar has a history behind. So that cigar, a master blender, a lot of Diaz, the master blender for David, gave me that cigar <laughs> three years ago. Yeah, he gave me that cigar three years ago. So he have a health issue, and and he was very delicate. So when he was recovering him. I, I went to his house with my dad to visit him, you know, to check out what, what you know how he was, and he was cool, he was fine, but he wasn't a smoking cigar. So he went to his humidor in his house and he picked up two cigars, one from me, one from my dad. So he was, I want you guys to smoke that cigar, uh, because I, I, I need to smell the cigar at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if I cannot smoke, so I was like, um, I. So, 
I told him like, listen, I'm not going to smoke the cigar. <laughs> uh, because that cigar is going to smoke when you get better and you can be able to smoke and we're going to smoke that cigar together. So I saved that cigar for three years, but I don't know, every time that we have the chance like to spend a moment, we never have the cigar with us. Right. And I have that cigar for a few months that I've been looking, every time that I open the humidor, I looked on that cigar and was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'd be saving the cigar for three years. <laughs> Until uh, now, I was like, I want to smoke. I want to smoke something different and nice age. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna smoke the cigar. Yeah, yeah. the cigar. Sixteen years of age, but I was yeah. supposed to smoke that cigar with a lot of you. That's so. It's so nice to be able to do that sometimes. Try those old cigars. Yeah. Um, so for our viewers and listeners, uh, I want to give you guys an idea of some stuff we have coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, next week on the 15th, we're going to talk to none other than Bear Duplissy from El Oso Fumar Takes. He's a good friend of the show. He was actually our first ever live guest way, way back in the day on uh, How About That Cigar Live. Uh, and then the following, uh, the following Monday night, we're going to talk to Alec and Bradley Rubin. Uh, you know them as the sons of Alan Rubin, who started Alec Bradley Cigars, and they are uh, they're often running with their own brands and their own blends uh, in the past few years. Uh, so excited to talk to them about how uh, all the stuff they've learned from their dad along the way and the the things that they're doing with their blends. Um, so Henderson, give all our viewers and listeners a final idea: where's the best place for them to keep up with all the latest and greatest info from Adventura Cigars? Uh, I will say Instagram, Aventura Cigar, uh, and also the website, www.adventurasigar.com. Uh, on Instagram, we have a nice campaign, you know, to, like, uh, giving information about, uh, all the cigar, all the lines, all the blends that we had. Uh, we also have some, uh, giveaway there, uh, during the first quarter of this year. Um, so, uh, we also bring a lot of more information about our process, uh, our philosophy for making sure, um, the growing process, the manufacturing, all the concepts behind the brand. So Aventura Cigar on Instagram, www.adventurasigar.com. Nice. They can find out all the information from us there. Excellent. Awesome. Well, Henderson, we are so grateful. We had a blast talking to you tonight. We ha we hope you had a good time, and we we appreciate your time. We learned a lot from you, and mm -hmm. we we wish you all the best with your brands going forward. No, thank yeah. you very much. I also have a great time. Uh, it was. Uh, I feel like I've been talking to friends for a long time. So awesome. thank you to make me feel comfortable. Uh, uh, no, it's been great. Uh, I, I'm going to be doing all my best, you know, to keep bringing great cigar, uh, to keep bringing great concept, new concept uh, that the young generation of cigar smoker can feel identified with us and, and can find out something new and unique in the nice. cigar industry. So, um, yeah, check out everything that we have there. Um, on my final touch, I will say... Um, we have in every blend, we have 
unique tobacco that are very different to every single blend that we have. I would say probably we any other cigar in the cigar industry. So we here to stay uh, and and we try to control every process that we doing as manufacturing to keep improving, keep the consistency and and to do our best. Yeah. Amen. We awesome. love that. We love that. Um, yeah. Hang with us in the uh, in the studio even after we go off the air uh, before we say goodnight to all our listeners and viewers. Um, guys, we thank you so much, as always, that you've spent time with us tonight on Facebook and YouTube watching. Uh, if you're listening on, on the audio podcast, thanks so much, as always. Follow us on social media at HBT Cigar. If you guys have questions for Garrett or myself, you can follow uh, find us on HowAboutThatCigar.com and send us an email directly from there. And as always, until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. And Thanks, by guys. the way, by the way, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for for Ronnie Hayshe from Secreto. Uh, he being a great supporter for us. Uh, the first guy that trusts in our project, and I've been very grateful all the time that he is like. Uh, the best ambassador of the aventura being half in the united states so thank you very yeah. much ronnie yeah yeah, yeah ronnie's ronnie's yeah. a good friend and we, yeah. we love the guy and he's uh you know he 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 uh had these cigars for us to uh to purchase when when uh when some other shops didn't and we encourage uh those other shops to get on the ball and get uh get the aventura cigars on the shelf absolutely all right good night guys thank good you good night guys